Just like to um, introduce ourselves um, and thank you for the privilege of um, being able to come and share with the church today, Pete, and the leaders. Um, uh, we've been coming along for a little while now. I met Pete up at uh, Ahui up in Ōtaki, and we were there at, a, at Ahui uh, um, with some other churches, and, uh, and so we got sitting together and having a kai together and talking about uh, a bit of a journey we had in the Lord. And um, so we just, um, for my wife and I, uh, it was just good that we could come along and be here with you today and share a little bit about our journey in the Lord. So God bless you today. We're going to do our wayatang now. Oh, Hannah, Kirungara. 
Dr. Tata. Um, amen. I just wanted to kind of follow the theme, and I've been enjoying the preaching over the last uh, theories that we've been having in the church about being a disciple and being a follower of the Lord. Yeah, just want to encourage this young man over here got up and shared his testimony today about leading um, a person to the Lord on the street. Yeah, just want to encourage you, my brother. Um, that's the first time for you? First time to lead someone to the Lord? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, amen. Just want to encourage you today. Um, that's the awesome thing, you know, it's the most awesome thing you can do is to lead someone to, to know the Lord. And um, so uh, I'm just going to ask my wife to share the scripture we want to um, share about today because Pete did ask if we could share a little bit about the word and a little bit about our life journey, our testimony in the Lord. Mm. <clears throat> so uh, Queen is going to do that. Oh, okay. Kia ora tato so blessed are the poor, Matthew 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And here's my brother ringing me right now. Kia ora. Uh, <laughs> blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful. And off he goes again. Yep, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. Hallelujah. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice. Let's say that again. Rejoice. And be glad because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way, in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. 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 Put your hand up if you're blessed this morning. Amen. You've got to ask yourself, why are you being blessed? What blessing happened to you this week? Can you say, can you really nail something down? I was blessed because I led someone to the Lord this week, you know? Why are we being blessed? We've been blessed to be a blessing to others, aren't we? And, uh, you know, that first scripture uh, or that first blessing, this is about when Jesus came and he sat down on the hillside and he saw the crowds of people and he began to teach them. And uh, obviously this is the, the scripture about the Beatitudes, and uh, for me, if you take away the B, it's about our attitude. It's about our attitude towards the things of God. And um, blessed are the poor in spirit. 
And I remember the day when spiritually I was poor. I didn't know the Lord. And then uh, along my journey um, of coming to know the Lord, we met, uh, well, we were with our whanau and our, our brother and sister who led us to the Lord, one of our whanau members, and Karina's sister and her husband. And we used to do drugs together here in Purira and uh, back in the hood. And, uh, and that was our life, you know. They party hard and smoke it up and do all that sort of stuff. And then one day they went away up to Palmy because they were working at the freezing works up there. And we were wondering how come they didn't come back. And so we asked his mother, oh, where's those guys? They haven't come back, you know, getting a bit... Um, Withdrawn here, and all the supplies starting to run out. And they said, Oh, you wouldn't believe it. They gave, they gave their heart to the Lord, they seen the light. And I'm going, No way, no way. <laughs> How could that happen? It's uh, just out of my thinking. And But sure enough, they came to know the Lord in the freezing works up in Longbird in Palmerston North. And uh, he got stuck on this chain where they all Christians on this chain. I mean, real born-again Christians, you know, real out the gate. And uh, one day, the brother, he said, oh, look, I want to pray for you. And he goes, oh. And, you know, he said, oh, okay, hurry up. So they went into the smoker room, laid hands on him, and prayed for him that he, you know, the Holy Spirit would fill his life. Walked out of the room and left him there. That's how quick it happened. Just like that, the Lord touched his heart. He came out of that room, went to see his partner, her sister, and, and she's going, Will you be smoking without me? And he goes, You'll never believe what happened to me. And then not long after that, she gave her heart to the Lord. And so there was this dramatic change of lifestyle. An inward one, not an outward one. And it was real. So real that I couldn't believe it until they came back. And then they, they, like, their whole life was just changed. They used to drop their kids off to us while they go out and have a sesh. And, you know, leave them with us for a few days. And we were all doing the same stuff. You know? And so I began to watch their lives. And I think the Lord was, you know, obviously working in my heart and uh, started to bring down some barriers. And they would just leave sort of little things around lying for us, like little tracks and some music tapes. Yeah. And, um, and I, would, I would wait till they go away and I'd put the tape on and I'd listen to it. <laughs> and it'd like be this heavy rock stuff. And then right at the end, this guy would be playing this... Yes, Jesus loves me. <laughs> and I just began to minister to me. Yeah. And I go, what the heck's going on, you know? And I'm still trying to do what I'm doing. But this stuff is starting to infect me. It's starting to get into my thinking and to my heart. Yeah. And gradually, they, they kept telling us to come to church. And so one day, we, I decided, you know, because she needed to play in a rock band. And uh, or, or find no band. And we used to go to all the parties and then come home. And it just happened to be a Sunday morning. And uh, we just felt, oh, we don't want to go party, so we'll just take the gears home. 
and I opened the curtain and the sky was blue, the grass was green, the birds were singing, and I just felt, oh, um, should we ring up your brother and sister, see what they do? Yeah, of course, we know what they're doing, they're going to church. And, and so we ring them up and, they, and he goes, like, they're always trying to get the kids ready and out the door. He said, oh, bro, come, to, come tonight, it's better at night time. I said, oh, no, I want to come now. So we bowl around there. We come to the church down in Mungavan Ave and then walk up to the door and I look into the church and knock these glass doors like that. Yeah, well, like that. And I can see all these people dancing around the church, waving flags and ah, they're having a party in there. Next minute, the doors miraculously fly open. Someone grabs our hand and next minute we're dancing around the church. And, oh, what's going on? I'm getting caught up in the whole thing. And, you know, like everybody, you go sit way down the back of the church, put your shades on, and you sit there and you listen to the preacher. And I don't remember what he said, but I remember at the end of the sermon, he says, is there anybody out there who wants to know Jesus? Put your hand up. And um, I'm looking down, and then I'm looking up, and my hand's up. <laughs> and I'm freaking out, and I'm going, my first initial thought, oh, what about my wife? <laughs> Look over there, and her hand's up. And before you know it, we're up the front giving our heart to the Lord. So we got saved right there on the spot that morning. And uh, because they were having some baptisms with the AOG that night, she said, oh, do you want to get baptized? We go, oh, yeah, okay. So we got saved in the morning, baptized that night. Didn't know nothing about it. Yeah. And here we are today. <laughs> That's nearly 40 years ago. So back in 1984, we gave our heart to the Lord. And... Um, and stuff will happen in our life. And you want to share a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy, really crazy. But, you know, I think God already knew, he foreknew where we were going and what was happening. He knew what was going down in our lives. And, and you know, for the first two, three years of our life, everything was awesome. As Tafiti was saying, you know, the grass was greener, you know, the sky was bluer. Everything just seemed so amazing. And we had a, a, a young boy at the time, and, and I hungered to be pregnant. I wanted a baby. And I thought, God, you know, if you're really, really real, please give me a baby. I want a baby, Lord. It took me seven years to get pregnant with my first one. And, and, and I had these thoughts because within Tafiti's whanau, um, some of his brothers were not able to have children. And so, you know, we thought that was a miracle on its own. And so I cried to the Lord because I believed that this God that we served, that we knew, was able to, to do that for us. And um, it wasn't too long later that I fell pregnant. I worked for the place um, family planning. And I remember going to work one day and I said to my mates, I said, gee, I don't know, oh, I've been feeling really weird. And one of the nurses said, you might be pregnant. I said, oh, don't be stupid. She goes, well, here I am. She chucked me a little bottle and she said, check it out. And wow, you know what? When the test came back, I was stunned. I was a stunned mullet. I thought to myself, here I am praying to this God, give me a child. And then when I get pregnant, 
I'm wondering, what the heck? What's going on? You know? And so for us, that was a miracle. Again, God was blessing us. And as we progressed on and baby started coming on, um, you know, and I want to say this, with joy can also come sadness. And um, after we had our child, she was a perfect little baby. We had her checked out. We were going away. And I had her checked out by the doctor. Six-week check. was. Uh, I checked her out on the fifth week because we were going away. And she was perfect. The doctor said she's perfect. Uh, while we were away, I lost my child. Six at five and a half weeks to cot death. Never ever heard of that word before. Didn't even know what it was all about. And you know, of course, you're in this turmoil again. You know, all of a sudden you, you've known this great God and all of a sudden you've, you've got a huge loss. And for us, that was a real tragedy. I, I remember looking and everything and talking with everyone I knew, trying to find an answer why. You know, I, I, I screamed out to God, God, you know, I, I turned everything over to you and, and is this what I get? Is, is this what it's about? But then I recalled one night when I lay in bed and as I was feeding my baby, I, I remember this thought in my head. And I think that was a whisper of God. He said, if I was to take your child, would you still love me? And I thought, oh, don't be stupid, God. Don't be stupid. You know, and then I went on and then the thought kept on coming. And my last words to God at that time was, of course I'll love you, Lord. And that came to mind when my girl left, when I lost my girl. And I thought, wow. It wasn't too long after. I had to have something happen. And God intervened in my life. And this was the, the actual icing on the cake, if you want to know, where God really made himself known to me in a real way. God gave me the strength to understand that even though we're in the deepest and darkest places, he's there. And it wasn't until one day when God said to me, when I heard those words, if I was to take her from you, would you still love me? And then I, I surrendered. I said, God, I love you. And at that time, I saw this picture. And I saw Jesus standing and holding her. And you know what? They released me. That was it. I thought, wow, how amazing is that, that the King of Kings is standing with my child. And that was beautiful. Even through the darkest of nights, Christ is able to break through through those times. You know, yes, there's pain and there's sadness. But, you know, I, I, I received the amazing grace of God that day. And even today, if you're going through, if you're struggling through the dark places of your life, know that Christ is able to pull you through. It's a bit more later on, but I'll let Tafiri take over. Blessed are the, those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And, uh, you know, when you're following God hard out, and we wanted to be in everything, everything that God wanted. We'll go to meetings that we shouldn't go to. Went to a, a presbytery meeting one day, and the pastors and the elders go, oh, this is a presbytery meeting. 
And the pastor goes, ah, oh, come in. Next minute, you know, we find ourselves in a leading a young adults group. And <laughs> they just caught up in everything, just wanted to do everything, anything for the Lord. Go out on the streets, go everywhere. Outreach, whatever. Um, but when we lost our girl, um, you know, it was a test of our faith. You know, you still love me. The Lord gave us a word in Psalm 40, verse 11. Uh, yeah, he gathers. gathers the young ones in his arms and he gently leads those who are young. Yeah. And there was a word that um, pulled us through, yeah. pulled us through that dark time. Yeah. And, you know, when you're going hard out for God and then, boom, you hit your first speed bump, yeah. man, that's, uh, ooh, that's a big one. Yeah. And uh, so there was, uh, we, we felt the comfort of the Lord and, and the church around us and the support of the church. Uh, through that time. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And, uh, you know, James 4, 6 says that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And, um, you know, when you humble yourself, uh, God in his wisdom will lift you up. And so, you know, uh, the attitude of staying humble before the Lord and serving him in that humility and uh, there's something I see in the church, you know, you're, you're, you're humble, you love the Lord, you, you share with people. Um, and so um, the blessing of the Lord for the meek. Uh, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And there's got to be a hunger for the things of God. Man, we were hungry for the things of God. And we still are. We still want to serve God. We still want to do stuff that God wants us to do. And, uh, you know, uh, a little in our journey, the Lord took us out of the church and we found ourselves working more in community uh, with young people, rangatahi, and, and people probably at the wrong end of the, of the, of the, the um, spectrum, people going through stuff, families, uh, we used to work with young people and families. Uh, and then we found ourselves working with their fathers in the prisons. So that's what we're, we're doing now. We're working in the prisons, running programs to help them change the way they think. It's a program. It's a criminogenic program. Uh, it's a corrections program. We deliver the program. But we deliver it, I believe, with the love of God. And we get to... Um, have an input into their life. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's something that my wife and I are really privileged, and we believe that's of the Lord. Uh, in fact, we started a, a, our company called Itimatangaho, mm -hmm. New Beginning. Yeah. And um, and so just being able to share with men and women in, in those situations. Because, you know, when you're in jail, uh, I guess it's like a pause on the remote, and your life is... You're here now, you know, and it all starts with a thought. How we think affects how we feel and will determine our outcome, good or bad. And so we get to tell the, these guys, this woman, about that. And uh, we run a, a model called Pare Tapapa, you may have heard of that, uh, by Mehana Jury, who put that book together, put that model together. Pare Tapapa, eh? Tinana, Hininaro, Wairua, 
and whānau. So we talk, talk to the guys about, you know, how, how we know how to look after our tīnana, because when we come to the unit, you know, everybody's doing this and they know how to do that. You know how to look after your tīnana. What about your hininaro? When they come to class, you know, they're putting stuff into this muscle here. And then uh, your whānau, of course, you miss your whānau, you ring them on the phone every day. But what about your wairua? How do you how do you look after that? Some of them got no idea about waidu. No. One of the guys said to me, "Oh, I think closest thing to waidu I can think of is a good song." <laughs> so, oh, that's a starting point. <laughs> <laughs> so then we start to talk about waidu and how waidu is so important. Because if you get the order right, things will begin to run right. Eh? So, have a think about waidu. Eh? Whatever that wairua to you might be, but if we begin to think about wairua, we all believe that when we look up, we believe we're going up there, not down there. <laughs> hey, they, they connect with that. So wairua comes down into our thinking, into our tinana, and out to our whanau. Because that's how the cycle is supposed to work. But well, you've been just worried about these three things and forgetting about wairua. I tell them it's like having a V8, you're only running on four cylinders. <laughs> the other one, other one kicks in and boom. Yeah. And I kind of get that picture, you know. So we get to talk about the things that way to it. And um, so blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. I remember the day when we gave our heart to the Lord. And, uh, you know, they were singing that song. Um, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. My peace I leave with you. And you know that, that whole verse in John 14 about how God loves us and he cares for us, his mercy is as new every morning, mm. and um, and I, I just loved uh, how God reaches out to people and, and to us and, and brought us into that place. Amen. Amen. Well, the peace of God, blessed are the pure in, pure in heart, for they shall see God. You know, uh, it's about uh, when David in Psalm fifty-one he said, "Create in me a clean heart, O Lord." and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Then I will teach transgressors your way. You know, but create in me a clean heart. I need a clean heart. You know, we were paru, needed to be cleaned up. Yeah. We needed our lives to change. Yeah. And I always believe that God works like a microwave oven, cooks you from the inside out. <laughs> and you know, it's gotta happen in here, internally. Hey. And, 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 and then it begins to happen on the outside. I remember one of our guys, um, friends of ours who came to know the Lord when we did. He was in the Mongol mob. And one night we had a new Christians class. And he come to, to the new Christians class with his patch. And put it on the thing and put a picture on it. 
thing wouldn't burn. <laughs> Put some more petrol. But you know, so he he, he made that major shift. Yeah. And you know, you begin to see the leathers coming off in the nice shoes. <laughs> it was a progression, yeah. hey. But he changed his life. You know, he turned his life around. He's a pastor today up in Papakura. And um, so we've had other whanau who, you know, used to be in in those sort of areas and came to know the Lord. Uh, in fact, we had a church right next to the Mongomopé, and their gate was just from our gate. And so we used to, I used to say to the Lord, oh, Lord, do we pray them in or pray them out? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the Lord, no, you prayed them in, you prayed them in. Yeah. So we did, we prayed them in. And slowly, some of them came to know the Lord. Amen. And uh, it's still following the Lord today. And so, you know, never give up. Never give up on people because yeah, everybody uh, has a place. Um, so blessed are, are the peacemakers. And, you know, that's, that's, that's another attitude we need to have, eh? We need to be able to make peace with people and share the love of God with people. Um, and, and, and go through that order. No, you go. Okay, so, um, yeah, just, just recently, we, uh, a couple of years ago, oh, yep, um, our son was working in the forestry and he had an accident and his bulldozer rolled down the hill. And so we lost another son, lost our other boy. And so another traumatic time for us. And, and, uh, and you know, we were still following the Lord. And, um, but it was hard. You know, it's still a bit raw for us today. Um, but, um, you know, God, God was able to, um, to come into our hearts again and, and pull us through that, that whole time. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know... Going through life's journey, going through the things of God, um, you know, your life uh, walk with the Lord. Tragedy comes and tragedy goes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you still stay strong in God. Amen. Amen. And, um, and, and, yeah, so we, we, um, we went through that stuff um, just recently. And, you know, so... Coming back to church, I guess for me and for my wife, you know, uh, we need to get, we needed to be in that place. We need to come back to that, and uh, I guess for me, yeah, it's it's getting back into the things of God, um, and and really focusing um, on that journey again. So, um, yeah, today I've got my daughter here with me and my niece, and. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, it's good to have fun here with us today. And uh, actually, uh, my daughter Nomi, uh, when we lost our daughter, uh, and then we had our son Eli, and then she, Nomi came along, and she we named her Nomi because she's our delight. She's, you know that's what the name means, and um, and so God replaces stuff, eh? And um, and so we we have another son, Watini. He lives over in Nainoi. Um but you know um, we're close. We have two mukos, and um, and God has been good. I'm blessed. Amen. Yes.
I'm blessed. I'm still blessed uh, to be here with you today. Um, you know, we were praying for the church in Pakistan. And blessed are those who are persecuted um, because, you know, for the, they shall be called sons of God. Uh, they shall inherit the kingdom of God. So, you know, persecution, persecution comes into our lives sometimes. And, but we don't know persecution like that, eh? We can go home every day and have lunch and enjoy life. But that kind of persecution, that's real, eh? That's real, that's real stuff. And um, uh, so I guess the last, um, bl last blessing um, of the Beatitudes, for me, I guess it's a, a test of our attitude towards the things of God. Blessed are they who insult you. Uh, blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you falsely for all kinds of reasons because of me. Amen? Maybe that's checking out our attitude towards the things of God. Are we real, Lord? Hey, are we, uh, is our attitude towards God still, well, you know, somebody rings, give you a text, and oh, oh, I'm sad. You know, is that persecution? Hey, you know, come on, church. You know, uh, we'll go through stuff in life, and we have gone through stuff in life, but it's all part of our journey, our walk with God. And I, I believe God still strengthens us and, and gives us the ability to pull through those things and check our attitude towards them. Um, yeah, I guess that's the real chest of us following Christ or being Christ's disciples is um, when stuff comes on us, do we still have the right attitude towards God? Do we still love him? Do we still want to serve him? Do we still want to follow him as his followers, his disciples? So, uh, uh, so you know, the scripture says, be glad and rejoice. For great is your reward in heaven. Amen. Amen. So uh, just put it on tick, picture you up when you get up there. <laughs> God loves you. You're blessed today. Blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Uh, I just want to... You sure? Time? Yeah. Oh, time's gone. Okay. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you, Pete. Um, hope that was... Helpful for you, a little bit of our journey. Uh, thank you for the privilege being uh, able to share with you today. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You, you, can't, you can't come close to there without it affecting you, can you? Uh, Tafari and Corina are an amazing couple, and I want to encourage you just to yeah to, to draw what you can as you just uh, get to know them because these are authentic couple who've been through battles and they are helping uh, people who are still incarcerated rimataka they're out there working uh, with people trying to help them to their lives to find meaning again and purpose and also they're helping to once they come out as well they've had people in their homes living with them uh, as they've continued to kind of just help them through and disciple them out of the, the broken way of life they've had in the past. This is a couple that does it. They don't just talk about it, they do it. And they express it. 
and I find it very hum- humbling having them around and, uh, and just he- hear that, hear the heart of God through what they're saying. Could I ask you to stand with me, please? Let's just stand. I just want to say it's a, Karina and Tafari, it's a privilege having you among us. We are privileged and we get a sense where we're drawing near the heart of God as, as you teach us by your way and who you are. Let's just pray, shall we? Let's bow our heads for a second. Uh, yeah, Father, we want to say thank you that you are with us and shaping us to be more and more like your son. Father, you never took us right out of the world, but you, by your grace, have come in and you reside with us. You live with us now by the Spirit, by Wairua. We say thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that, Lord, your grip on us is far tighter than our grip on you. Father, we praise you that beneath us are your everlasting arms. Father, we rejoice in it, Lord, that though we go through things we don't always understand, we praise you that we can understand this, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. That, Father, you sent your Son to die for us. And, Father, I just pray you help us with the challenge this morning of of saying, Lord, we want to follow you as we look at the testimony of these two who are all out for you even now as they were in those earlier days. Lord, they're still going for you with all their hearts. Lord, we want to run the long race in that same attitude to go with you, go for you with all our hearts to say, Lord, we are followers of Jesus, whatever happens. Lord, we, we say we want to lean into you this morning and say, God, use our lives, please, as a testimony of your grace, as an ornament of praise to you. Lord, keep moving upon us for the display of your splendor. And Father, we pray for Tafari and Kanina. Keep, keep using them, anoint them powerfully in the work you've called them to amongst those who are truly broken. Lord, you've called us all to that. But Lord, where they are right now, Lord, anoint them and bless them, we pray. Help us as a church to gather around and support them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know time is just about gone, but the other slide, can we just put the other slide up, please, the second one, um, the one that comes after this, just to say that on December the 5th in the church offices, I asked um, Tafari and Karina to come and just to unpack a bit more detail what they do uh, with those who are really broken. And uh, I think it will educate you and stir you. So if you'd like to come, as for those who would like to come, then that's, uh, that's the date, that's the place. Uh, and just come along and learn and allow God to speak into your heart how he may want you to support and be part of what's going on in some way, some small way. So, hey, this is great being the church. Here we are. We've worshipped him. We've, we've prayed for Pakistan. We've, we've looked at situations and heard stories of God's grace in people's lives. And uh, please understand that this is not a superficial thing. To be a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Christ, is a profound and a deep thing. I know that what uh, the stories they've shared may have touched some of you particularly, and you know you've been carrying things on your own, and you don't know what to do with them, some of the pain that we sometimes feel. Then I'm going to just ask for them just to stay down the front, Tafari and Karina. And if this you, you've been carrying a burden, whether it's a tragedy, whether it's a personal pain, uh, whether you're suffering it now, or you're bearing the scars of what you suffered before, and you know what it is to limp, and you want to be free. 
you want to be able to lay hold of God afresh, then Tafari and Karina, I'm sure, will be happy to pray with you as we close. So God bless you. Uh, you survived another meeting in the gym. Here we are, and God's with us. God bless you. The kids will be coming in, or you may need to just uh, get together your, your young ones. Oh, Sam. Um, God bless you. There's no coffee or tea, I'm afraid, up here. But hey, God's with us. If you want to respond, then please do. Just come off the tougher and cleaner now. And I'm sure they'll pray with you. God bless. Just practically saying um, there's another church coming in afterwards, so we're not removing the carpets today, and we're going to leave half of the chairs behind. So please just leave it to the setup team to clear the chairs. I know a lot of you are keen to do it, but please just uh, leave the team to do it today. That would be awesome. Thank you. We need revival in this land. Pour out your spirit to